This is New Bedford's News Talk Station, the place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSL. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. And welcome back in hour number three of the program here on Monday. And normally in the third hour of the show on a Monday... We would be turning on the light with Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light, but we're not going to be doing that today because Jack will actually be here later on filling in for Barry Richard. Uh, Barry is still on vacation today and tomorrow. So when I'm wrapped up with the program this morning at 9 a.m., following me will be Marcus Ferro. He'll be here with you all week long. And then after Marcus, we'll have Bill O'Reilly, of course, from 12 to 12.15. And then filling in for Barry from 12.15 to 3. Today will be Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light. And then we will have Howie Carr. And then after that, it'll be South Coast Tonight with Jessica Machado covering that program this week while Marcus is covering the mid-mornings for you. And uh, so tomorrow, because Barry still has one more day of vacation after today, tomorrow Ken Pittman will be filling in for Barry. And then Barry will be back on Wednesday. So we will have, um, you know, some different voices for you, some different opportunities to hear folks that you might not normally hear. And as I explained earlier in the program, but if you missed it, uh, the podcasts are all kind of synced up so that, you know, the things that I'm doing here in the morning, even though it's six to nine, is still showing up in my podcast. Marcus will be here from nine to noon all week. We have now put all of, we've resurrected the Marcus Farrow Show podcast. So you will have all of the episodes of him on this week appearing in that. And of course, Jack and Ken filling in for Barry. That will show up in Barry's podcast. And then the South Coast Tonight podcast will just have Jessica in them now for this week. So uh, a little bit different, but certainly a way to hear some uh, some different voices and topics that you might not have normally heard. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for this and seeing how it all shakes out. And, of course, we all appreciate your phone calls, your app chat messages, your emails. And I've been getting a ton of comments, messages, app chats, emails about this topic we've been discussing today of strange food combinations. I didn't think that it was going to be a main topic of discussion this morning, but it is an article that I have at WBSM.com and on the app where based on something that I saw on Facebook last week, one of my friends had posted about eating a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. And then another one of my friends said, you know what? I tried this because I saw his post about it and they both were fans of it. So I said, well, let me give it a try. And I gave it a whirl. I had, it was, I believe it was market basket, creamy peanut butter on one side and Hellman's mayonnaise, because that's the only mayonnaise that I will have in my house. Don't bring Cane's mayonnaise into my house. Don't even think about bringing Miracle Whip into my house. So I had some Hellman's on the other side. And I went very light on the mayo because I thought, like, this was not going to be something that I enjoyed. And sure enough, I was right. It did not really work for me. It wasn't horrendous, but I didn't see a need for it. And we're getting a lot of messages, phone calls, and um, app chat messages, and we'll get into all of that. Uh, let me let me read a couple real quick. Uh, not bad in Oak Bluff, says Tim. The next time you have watermelon sprinkles, some celery salt on it before eating. It has a great tasting flavor profile over regular salt. And yes, I do understand that adding sodium is not healthy, but a little sprinkle goes a long way. Yeah, my family, my you know my my parents, my siblings, 
when we have watermelon in the summertime, they'll put salt on it. And I don't do that. I don't put salt on anything, really. I'm not a fan of salt. And some things just are naturally too salty for me as it is. But I, I love watermelon as is. So I don't think it needs anything added to it. It doesn't need any salt. But maybe I'll give that a try just, you know, on your suggestion, not bad. Um, I usually have some celery salt around. Sometimes I put it on hot dogs or a few other things. But I don't really use anything salty. Like even even uh, putting garlic into my food or onion powder makes it a little bit too salty for me. 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Hi, you're on the air. I think we're having an issue with, this might be the same person that's been having a problem. If you want to call back again, 508-996-0500. Bella sent in an email and Bella says, I tried the peanut butter and mayo this weekend. It wasn't bad, but not something that I would go for. Have a great day. You as well, Bella. And I feel kind of the same way. You know, it was, it was something that like, it wasn't horrendous. But I didn't, I wouldn't do it again. I didn't see a need for it, and um, I don't I don't get how it even came to be. Like, if your mom made that for you growing up, I think it was just to play a trick on you to see if you would eat it. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? That was me. That I that's, um, was on mute over here. That's why. Ah, okay. How you doing, Gilly? Good. I didn't realize you were in the morning filling in. Yep, I'm covering for the morning for the time being, and Marcus will be in covering for me for the time being. Well, I just wanted to talk to you for a minute. All right. I want to bring up the city council. Okay. okay. The issue here is, I just want to let you and the people out there. Uh, there was, you know, I've been complaining about trip towers and how filthy it is, and they're not doing anything. you got three city councilors in Ward 6. Okay, you got Brian Gomes, you got Ryan Pereira, and you got Ian. Mm -hmm. Okay, back in 2000, last year, in June 28, Brian Gomes, after I was pressuring him, he called for a meeting. And uh, people from Trip Towers went down there and they they put their concerns on the table. Okay, that's almost a year. In June 28th will be a year. Nothing has been done. Then Pereira, back in November 15th, he put a, a motion on a thing that reads, I got the motion right here. Council Pereira requesting that the Housing Authority and Board of Commissioners be invited to appear before the Committee of Appointments and Briefings in order to address the issues that were raised by the tenants on June 28, 2022. And the invitees was Steve Borregard, Executive Director, which they have no jurisdiction over. Um, Steve Borregan. Mm-hmm. New Booker Housing uh, um, Authority. And then you have Melvin Davis, Commissioner from New Bedford High, uh, High um, uh, uh, Housing Authority. Cynthia Edwards, Vice Chair, Board of Commissioners. Leona J. Fisher, Commissioner. Bruce Oliveira, Chair, Board of Commissioners. And Tim Walsh. None of them showed up. Nobody appeared in that, and they were requested. And city council has jurisdiction over them. They appoint those people to take care of the citizens in New Bedford and the people living in Trip Towers. Okay? Now, my problem is, November 15th, it's going to be six months. Nobody has questioned the commissioners. 
even though they've been in the chambers and they've been reappointed, they just reappointed Bruce Oliveira. The only official came and said the prayers. Nobody of the city council questioned why didn't you show up? Where are your bosses? The people down there are still suffering. And I'm going to tell you what's going on. On June 5th, on a Monday, the uh, city hall, uh, the de- um, building department, is taking New Bedford housing to house, uh, housing court up in uh, Hathaway Road. Because they haven't, they've been having problems down there. And they, the Board of Health and the Commissioner, uh, Danny which office, has asked them to do things. They haven't applied to do the things. So they're taking them to court for that. Nobody's helping those poor people down there. What's going on with the three commission? They don't even go down there and ask them what's going on. The place is infested with bugs. They infested the garbage room and everything. And nobody's doing nothing. And they got jurisdiction for the commissioners. It's been over a year. But they, they got plenty of time to put stuff on the agenda that, that benefits them. They got stuff to always attack the mayor. But nobody's saying anything about the commissioners. Who's being protected here? Well, Are they going to take care of the handicapped people down there? They are suffering. The hell with Gilly Satiolas. I'm just bringing the facts and nobody's doing anything about it. We'll have Something to. I say we'll have to ask the counselors about it on Friday when when they call in. <laughs> They're not going to call in. No, they do. Um, we have a segment every week. Do they? Can they question them? I can. We, I don't take phone calls during it because they're on the phone. But no, I can. I, I can bring it up. That I understand. I'm just letting you. I'm just bringing the attention of everybody's asking. Why is it every other president took calls? Why is she refusing to take calls? She's not refusing to take calls. That's 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 a, a misconception. She okay. calls in because she brings on another counselor with her. That's the way that that's the format she wanted to use. She did come in here and took calls, and she's going to come in and take calls again. So uh, it's it's oh, she, she, and, and 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 to be fair too, uh, Counselor Abreu only came in a few times and took calls as well. So there okay. were regular okay. weekly segments with him on the phone. We didn't take calls. Okay, then let's forget about that. My main concern is. Over a year, three city councils that live in Ward 6 haven't done a thing for the people they are handicapped, where there's stuff all going on there. The whole ninth floor is infested with bed bugs and everything. It's ridiculous. The people are suffering down there. Nobody's going down there. Big write-up in the paper. What's the important about new cameras and all that down there? Take care of the people. They are suffering. They can't live in their apartments. That's all I'm asking. They get right. jurisdiction after the commissioners. Why aren't they putting their feet to the fire? Well, we'll find out. Thank you for the call. You have a nice day. You as well. And uh, 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break. When we come back on the other side, I will read some more of these messages that I've been getting uh, regarding these food combinations. And uh, if you have anything else you want to call in and chime in about, 508-996-0500. You can also send us app chat messages via the WBSM app. It is a great thing brought to us by South Coast Towing. Has so many great options, including being able to text us in the studio, including being able to send voicemail messages that we can play on the air using the open line button. 
You can enter contests through it. You can get all of our content through it. Live traffic and weather updates, all of it brought to you by South Coast Towing. So we'll take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and get involved in the conversation. And if you want to get involved in one of the South Coast's favorite days of the year, well, I've got the information for you because Bay Coast Bank proudly presents the 8th Annual Lemonade Day South Coast. It's a beloved event returning Saturday, June 24th. You can get registered now at southcoastlemonadeday.org and your kids will be on their way to being small business owners and earning their own money. Now, Lemonade Day, if you're not familiar, it's a day where kids all across the South Coast get together. Well, they don't have to even get together. All they have to do is register online. They get the packet of how to run their own business, how to run their own lemonade stand. And then on Saturday, June 24th, these lemonade stands will be up and running all across the South Coast. We'll even have a map for you at WBSM.com when the time comes for you to be able to see exactly where all these stands are. And you get in the car, you drive around, you sample lemonade all day, and you help support these kids in their small businesses. But meanwhile, they're learning how to run a business. They're learning about profit margins. They're learning about supplies. They're learning about the costs associated with a business that they might not have even ever have thought about. And a lot of them are doing this to earn money for themselves, to earn money for their family, to earn money because there's something that they want to buy themselves. But many of them do it for charity or for different endeavors. So it, it's really interesting to see all of the stories behind the lemonade stands. And I think you'll have a lot of fun. Lemonade Day South Coast is made possible with community support from JT, Realtor, JT Realty Insurance Group, Precise Inc., and Somerset Country Wine and Spirits. So we'll have even more information for you about that as it goes along. But we have created the event page at WBSM.com. If you go right to the website and click on Lemonade Day South Coast, that will take you to the page with all the information about how to register. 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Hey, boo-boo. What's going on? Got ourselves something in baskets, (laughs) boo-boo. Though watch out, those bears are climbing right up on the decks now. Hey, at the station, who would be Ranger Rick? Probably Michael Rock. I'm thinking Giselle. Ah, he's he's more likely to get into trouble than he is to keep everybody else out of it. Yeah, there you go. That's true, too. Yeah, Michael Rock. Hey, last night, a friend of mine lives in Taunton on the backside of Taunton State. Mm-hmm. Where you get that long wall where the entrance comes in. She got a picture there yesterday morning about 7 o'clock. She used to live in New Bedford. She lives up there now. Yeah, it seems like that's where the bears are kind of concentrating around. That's where they on were... that side toward the Norton side, where you got the reservoir when you go up 140 on your right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they were captured there uh, last week too. On, yeah, on so camera. that reservoir was the draw, probably. I mean, there's maybe so much wildlife over there. Maybe there's been bears there for a while and just nobody knew it. Bears, bears everywhere up the street and down the stairs. <laughs> Well, uh, always a pleasure, my friend. I was going to say, yeah, hopefully uh, if you encounter any of the bears that are that are out there, you know, you're supposed to like make a lot of noise and scare them. Phil, I don't think you could do a very good job of scaring them. They just become your friend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I so, came across a bear one time when I was up near Mount Monadnock and the party I was with was way behind me. I was just I told him I was going to take a break. I'd catch up because I was like one of like the co-leaders and he was probably... 75 to 80 feet away from me, just kind of popped up. I don't know if he was laying down or what. So I sat and observed him, and he just went the opposite direction. I didn't have to scare him. (laughs) I'll call you Clark because you can train the bears. (laughs) 
Right, there you go. All right. You have a have good, good one. one my Take friend. it easy. Bye-bye. 508-996-0500. Let me uh, read some of these uh, messages that are coming in and uh, comments on Facebook and everything else. Uh, Chrissy says, I have had this, uh, you know, peanut butter and mayonnaise we're talking about. She says, I have had this with Lebanon bologna in the middle. Pretty good. Uh, Scott says, Twizzlers and onion dip. Seriously, I've been enjoying this party snack since I happened upon it twelve years when I was 12 years old. Wow, Twizzlers and onion dip. Uh, Rob says, never heard of this, but my neighbor did eat mayo and jelly sandwiches. Oh, that's, that's all gross. Uh, Sarah says, my grandma and I used to eat this, sometimes peanut butter and butter too. And uh, Jerry says, my granddaughter loves peanut butter and jelly and dill pickles. And that's something that I've seen a few comments about. Pickles with uh, peanut butter. Uh, Nikki says, peanut butter and dill pickle sandwich was a thing for me in my younger years. Uh, Melissa says, my dad has always eaten peanut butter and Miracle Whip. He loves it, but I won't try it. But lots won't try a sandwich I like, which is tuna with sliced banana in it. I mean, I would try that. I don't know that I would like it, but I would certainly try it. Tuna and sliced banana? I think I could give that a go. That doesn't sound too terrible. Some of the other ones are pretty bad. Peanut butter and dill pickle doesn't sound that bad either. But peanut butter and Miracle Whip, no thanks. Anything in Miracle Whip, no thanks. Miracle Whip tastes like mayonnaise that was left out in the sun. 508-996-0500, you're next on WBSM. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, Tim. This is Laura. I grew up with two sandwiches that my mother would make. Um, one was with cream cheese and olives. Mm-hmm. And the other one was, um, you know, the corned beef in the can that you would use the little key to open up the can? Yes. Corned beef, cream cheese, and raw onion sliced. And that was my other Ooh, sandwich that's... that she used to make. Was, was it a lot of cream cheese or just like on the bread? It's Yeah, it's on the bread, but it's whatever you want. Some people like it heavier. Some people like it lighter. It's, it's all in what you want. You know, the same thing with the meat. If you want thicker slices of meat, you just cut thicker slices. If you want thinner, just cut thinner. But that's what she always did. I remember as a little kid growing up, those two sandwiches were something she always made with cream cheese. I think I would probably eat both of those. They were, they were really good, actually. And I always loved olives. You know, it had the little pimento inside. Mm-hmm. You know, it was good. I, I loved all of that. And uh, we also had celery with cream cheese in it and or peanut butter. But um, those were the two sandwiches that we had a lot. And I really liked it. And I've never seen it around to say that anybody else ever made that, you know, but that's something we had. Well, cream cheese and olives, I took another call on, and I and that was something my grandfather would eat. But the cream cheese and corned beef and onion, I've, I've never heard of that. But I, I might have to oh, give that a try. It's delicious. I think it is anyway. I, I love it. But you have to like raw onion. I love raw onion, so. I, I do, yeah. Especially, I've never thought of combining that with the corned beef either. Oh, it's delicious! It really, and you, like you said, white bread. I like I like you this on white bread. It's just one of those things. To, to me, just, the the best sandwich bread of all time was Sunbeam, and Sunbeam Vienna was the perfect bread in my in my opinion. Oh, absolutely, absolutely! Sunbeam was fantastic. Absolutely, I miss it. Yep. Oh, right. me too. Well, me thank too. you for the call and for oh, the ideas. You're Take it easy. Oh, you're welcome. Bye bye now. And uh, good thing I ate some breakfast. I had some, my dad gave me some kugel yesterday when I went over to their house. So that made for a perfect breakfast. Otherwise, I'd be starving right now. I'd be making Kate read news nonstop while I ran out and got a sandwich. Fair. I'm uh, quite hungry myself. Oh, I probably should have taken into account your feelings before I started this topic today. <laughs> no, you're fine. I'm used to it. <laughs> All right. Let's go into the newsroom with Kate Robinson. <laughs> 
couple of prominent Republicans are expected to throw their names into the 2024 presidential race this week. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott should be announcing his campaign today with remarks at Charleston Southern University. Meantime, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis reportedly plans to make his presidential bid official as early as Wednesday. The City Council is voting unanimously to approve a bill that would make New York City the first major U.S. city to establish an explicit right to sleep outdoors in some public places. Paul DeCastro reports. Mayor Eric Adams, who has hailed the city's right to shelter, must now decide if he will grant homeless people the right to sleep outside. If the mayor allows the measure to become law, it would be a notable departure for the city, which has for years sent police and sanitation crews to clear homeless encampments as they arise. Attempts to establish a similar measure in California, including a right to sleep outdoors without fear of being confronted by police, have faltered. Paul DeCastro, NBC News Radio, New York. The NAACP is warning African Americans to stay away from Florida. Over the weekend, the advocacy group issued a formal travel advisory for the state. The organization cites what it calls the governor's aggressive attempts to erase black history and to restrict DEI programs in Florida schools. The NAACP also says Florida is openly hostile towards African Americans, people of color, and LGBTQ plus individuals. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says there will be some hard choices to make about what bills don't get paid if the debt ceiling isn't raised. Speaking on NBC's Meet the Press, Yellen called the debt ceiling a constraint on the nation's ability to pay its bills. Yellen added there are, quote, no acceptable outcomes if the debt ceiling isn't raised. The man accused of stabbing four University of Idaho students to death is due in court today. A grand jury indicted Brian Koberger in the brutal murders of Maddie Mogan, Kaylee Gonsalves, Zana Kernodal, and Ethan Chapin at their college house last November. According to court documents, the 28-year-old Washington State University graduate student's DNA was found on a knife sheath at the crime scene. The man charged in the New York City subway chokehold death of a homeless African-American man is addressing criticism that it was racially motivated. Daniel Penny is charged with manslaughter. NBC's Emily Ikeda has more details on Penny from his interview with the New York Post. The 24-year-old Marine veteran and college student said this had nothing to do with race, adding, I judge a person based on their character. I'm not a white supremacist. Penny also says he's deeply saddened by the loss of life and that it's tragic what happened to Neely, but noted that he would do it again if presented with a similar situation. A father is dead and his two kids are injured after a grenade exploded inside an Indiana home. Authorities say it happened Saturday when the family was looking through a grandfather's belongings and found the hand grenade. It went off when someone reportedly pulled the pin. Orange County, California is home to the angriest airport in the U.S. Daniel Martindale has the story. 
That's according to new rankings from Forbes, which gives the top spot to John Wayne Airport. The rankings are based on an analysis of Twitter activity. Nearly two-thirds of tweets directed at John Wayne Airport are categorized as angry. Many of the complaints are about flight delays, the airport being too noisy, and problems with the TSA. I'm Daniel Martindale. The week is off to a historic start for SpaceX. The company launched four astronauts to the International Space Station yesterday afternoon. The Axiom Space AX-2 mission blasted off from Kennedy Space Center. A Saudi Arabian on board is the first Arab woman in space. In sports, the Celtics have lost three straight games against the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. They'll try to turn it around for the fourth match on Tuesday. And the Red Sox play the Los Angeles Angels tonight at 9.30 after a loss to the San Diego Padres. Now for a look at your local forecast from ABC6. Well, we're going to start our week off a bit cooler as we have a bit of that Canadian air filtering in. We're going to see sunny skies, breezy conditions out of the northeast with a high of about 61 degrees. Overnight tonight, we're going to get down to 42 degrees and for tomorrow, warming up high in the mid-60s. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. Right now it is 60 degrees and sunny. I'm Kate Robinson for WBSM News. Stay up to date with WBSM, New Bedford's news talk station. And get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. You ain't bringing groceries, G. Your groove is getting ruled over records. But can you sling the food like this? You better bite this if you want to make the people move like this. Chazois a la cheeseburger. Twain broil base. My pickle make your wig go. You're busted. My mustard will wax your whole plate by itself. Not including all my funky condiments. Nod your head to this and duck down. As I commence to lock and load a fresh cantaloupe. Yo, I'm illin'. I'm slinging melons like the felons. I'm slinging dope sacks. A max, but I wouldn't stand too close up in the light. Either bring it or hide, cause it's about to be a food fight. We hit you in the neck with a cheeseburger. I gotta bring food to the food Yeah, bro. We hit you in the neck with a cheeseburger. Yeah, well, it's a little bit of a food fight this morning as we're talking about some of the strange food combinations that you might have uh, grown up eating. This comes from a post that I saw last week on Facebook from a couple of friends talking about a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. So I tried that yesterday. I promised you that I would. When I saw it on there, I said, I'm going to try that and I'll get back to you. And it was um, it's not good. So I have an article up about that at WBSM.com and on the app that you can check out. And also, I want you to comment underneath it and tell me what you think of peanut butter and mayo or any other weird food combinations or send them in to us. Uh, right now, it looks like app chat kind of went down for a minute, but... Maybe that's because so many of you were all trying to rush in at once with your favorite food combinations. We talked about raisin bread and cream cheese sandwiches. We talked about some other strange food combinations. Uh, Chrissy sent in that she likes uh, cucumber and ketchup sandwiches. She says, actually, um, her son likes cucumber, ketchup, and cream cheese with extra ketchup to dip it in. So cucumber and ketchup sandwich and then her son will eat it with cucumber ketchup and cream cheese with extra ketchup to dip it in. I do like a cucumber sandwich. Like, I like it on some white bread with a little bit of mayo. Or I also like it with a little bit of, um, like, plain yogurt. It's pretty good on it, too. And that's something that I will eat, like, in a night, on a nice warm day. One of my favorite sandwiches is, of course, a grilled cheese. And from the time that I was a very young kid, when I was very young... You know, we talked last week about 
Um, how when I was a kid, we had Starcase and Preview, those subscription TV services in my house. And I said, like, those are some of my earliest memories. That time of my life, I happened to live a short walk from a friendlies. And my mom didn't drive at the time. My mom didn't learn to drive till she was, you know, later in her 20s. And so we would walk everywhere or take the bus and we would walk up the street to the friendlies and sometimes we would go there and have lunch and I would get a grilled cheese and friendlies always had like that thick kind of sourdough bread. They would put the American flag in the, in the sandwich with the toothpick. And so I would get my grilled cheese sandwich and I always had to put ketchup on my sandwich, not dip it, not open it up and put ketchup inside the grilled cheese. I would take the grilled cheese sandwich and I would squeeze ketchup all over the top of it and just pick it up and eat it like that. And that was well over 40 years ago. I still eat it the exact same way. If I'm going to have a grilled cheese, I'm going to squeeze ketchup on top of it. Sometimes I will have a cup of tomato soup instead and I'll dip it in the tomato soup. But generally, if I eat a grilled cheese, I'm putting ketchup all over the top of it. If it's a grilled cheese and ham or grilled cheese and tomato, I don't really do that as much. But it's when it's when it's a, a straight-up regular grilled cheese, I put ketchup all over the top of it. And I probably will always do that. People think it's weird, and then they try it, and they say, oh, I see. I see why you do it. But you get that perfect, like, tanginess of the ketchup with that tomato. It's just so good. Give it a try next time you have a grilled cheese. See what you think. Uh, anyway, so if you want to um, chime in with any of those, 508-996-0500. Uh, also, I have an article up about the bear sightings that happened over the weekend in Asonet and in Fall River. And it's important to note that in the Fall River part of the story, the Fall River police posted that the environmental police were aware of what happened and that they were trying to move the bear along and that that might have involved tranking the bear. This isn't what the police put, but this was what some of the residents were, were talking about on social media, that they might trank the bear and move it to a different location because it was, you know, a heavy populated, heavily populated area where it was. I hope that that's not the case because if people just don't make it attractive for the bears to be in a certain area by taking in pet food and bird feeders and securing their trash and all that, the bears aren't going to keep coming to your neighborhood. They're going to go somewhere else. So if you just follow along at mass.gov, go to the Mass Wildlife page. They have lots of suggestions, lots of articles about bears, and lots of ways that you can make sure that you bear-proof your home. I know it sounds weird. We've never had to really do it, but it's, it's that time of year now where we're going to have to start seriously thinking about it. 508-996-0500. Going to take my next break. Before I do, though, I just want to ask if anybody out there in New Bedford this morning, very early this morning, heard a series of loud booms. So I've reached out to the police to try to find out what it was all about. But there, were, there was a series of loud booms that was heard in the north end and the west end this morning. If you heard that, if you want to give me a call or shoot me an app chat message, uh, and let me know if you encounter that, 508-996-0500. But right now, we're going to take our next break and be back in a few moments. Jim. And 
And welcome back. And, you know, as we're talking about interesting food combinations this morning, i got to remind you about all the interesting creations they come up with at Just Another Phoenix Restaurant in North Dartmouth. Not only do they have all of your breakfast favorites, you'll find everything on the menu that you would expect to find in a breakfast place. You'll even find some interesting variations. Like instead of just having corned beef hash or linguisa hash, like a lot of restaurants have, they have Cherise hash, which I think you'll really like uh, if you like a little kick in your mornings. They also have cheese rolls, but unlike other places that just have a regular cheese roll or a linguisa cheese roll, at Just Another Phoenix, you can put anything you want in a cheese roll, any meat, any vegetable, you can have it custom made for you. But they also have a very creative list of specials every single day, and you can always find new and interesting items that you never thought of. Fruity Pebbles French Toast, stuffed French Toast, uh, you know, things like Boston Cream Stuffed French Toast, my favorite, roast beef omelets, meatloaf omelets, different kinds of sandwiches, waffles, all, all different kinds of things. And they make sure that breakfast is fun and exciting and you have a reason to get out there and go out for breakfast every day. But even if you don't have time to sit down and have breakfast, you can get their entire menu through their drive-up window. Just call ahead, tell them what you want. When you get there, you can pick it up right through the drive-thru window. You don't even have to get out of your car. That's what's so great about just another Phoenix restaurant in North Dartmouth. They know that you've got a busy day, and they want to make sure that you can get it started right. So check them out, and uh, let me know what you give a try when you go over there. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in with some of these um interesting food combinations or anything else that's on your mind. I will um, say that the app chat still seems to not be reloading for me, so I apologize if you've been sending in messages, uh, but I cannot get to them. I'm trying on a couple of different devices and seeing if I can get into them so I can see what's going on, but my guess is, and this happens from time to time, that we have a system overload when they're doing different giveaways it happened last week when they were trying to give away Taylor Swift tickets that some of these giveaways overload our system as people are calling in and trying to win or texting in and trying to win. So, you know, it doesn't because our system is shared with every other Town Square media site. So maybe maybe that's it. Uh, well, thanks, whoever they're giving away tickets to. 508-996-0500. You are on WBSM. Hi, good morning, Tim. Good morning, Catherine. Catherine. How are you? <laughs> okay, and you? Doing all right. Good. I am just trying to get used to getting up a little bit earlier to listen to you and have a cup of coffee. Um, I've missed, you know, calling in and such. I went away on vacation, and when I came back, you were in a different place, so to speak. Yeah. What, what, uh, where'd you go on vacation? Um, uh, Blue Ridge uh, Skyline Highway. Oh, how was it? Beautiful, beautiful. It was a little scary at the beginning. The first, I would say the first morning, uh, there was a really heavy fog. It's, it was mystical and magical. Uh, but it was, you know, you couldn't see like maybe 10, 15 feet in front of you. And then it cleared up and, and the, the views were beautiful. Have you been there? I have never, no. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, it's just uh, takes the breath away to see that kind of landscaping. But I was glad to get back to the ocean. <laughs> I really miss the water when I'm away. I uh, see. I'm 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 somebody that could do without the. I'd rather have mountains around me all day than the ocean. But maybe that's just from growing up here and being so used to it. Maybe, yeah. It's worth certainly worth a beautiful uh, trip there. A lot of people they say go in the fall for the foliage, but um, I think it might be too crowded for for what I like. So, um, so 
I want to get straight. Um, right now, I, I, you heard you said Jack's going to be on this afternoon. Uh, is the mayor on Wednesday mornings again, or so, what's happening? So uh, Marcus is going to be filling in for me from 9 to 12 as I'm doing this. And, you know, until we figure out everything that's going on. And so the mayor has an open invite to either join me or join Marcus, depending on what his schedule is like. He came in. uh, He couldn't come in Wednesday of this past week because he had uh, traveling to do. So he came in on Thursday. So he came in during the 8 o'clock hour on Thursday. I don't know if that's going to be viable for him all the time with his schedule. So uh-huh. we're going to make it so that, you know, it's kind of up to him and, and we'll see what he thinks works out best. Is there a way of finding out like the day before? Oh, or? Yeah, as soon as, as soon as I know what's going on, I'll, I'll let the audience know. Okay. And Friday, same thing with uh, the city councilors. Uh, Council President Morad is going to continue to join me uh, in the eight o'clock hour, probably in the first half of the eight o'clock hour. So right after the eight o'clock news every Friday. Okay. I will rise to the occasion. Then. All right. Well, looking forward to hearing more from you. Thanks. You have a good bye. day. You too. Bye. 508-996-0500. If you want to get involved, and um, our, our company is so right on top of everything. Our IT department is so right up on top of everything. I, As I was telling you about the app chat being down on our end, they immediately sent out a message saying that they were working on it and they were trying to get it back up and running, and uh, and they did so. So they are just amazing. They Those... Those folks work 24 hours a day, I think, because every time we have a problem, we just send, a, send in a report and we get it. So let me read to you the, the sandwich that came in from Game Changer in New Bedford. Peanut butter, cheese, and ketchup sandwiches. It's good. I don't know. Peanut butter, cheese, and ketchup. Wow. There's a lot going on in that sandwich. If you were somebody that has enjoyed that, let me know. All right, we got to take a break here, our final break of the hour. We'll be back in a few moments. Sandwiches are beautiful, sandwiches are fine. I like sandwiches, I eat them all the time. I eat them for my supper, I eat them for my lunch. And if I had a hundred sandwiches, I'd eat them all once. So I wish I had known this song existed. We could have made this the intro song to the show. It's uh, it's a kid's song by a guy named Bob King. But I uh, I think it works for us too, right? Especially today, talking about the peanut butter and mayo sandwich. You can read about it at WBSM.com and on the app. I don't know if it's something that you've had, if it's something that you'd want to try. But if you do, let me know. And let me know about any of your weird food combinations, and uh, I'll, I'll try them. As long as they don't in- involve beef liver or cottage cheese, I'm usually pretty good about wanting to give it a try. But I want to thank everybody who chimed in with their weird food combinations today, whether it be via, e- via email, app chat, Facebook, what, phone calls, whatever it might have been. Uh, I think that um, I've got a whole bunch of new things to want to try. Some of them I don't know that I necessarily will, but... Hey, what's life for, right? If not trying a different sandwich every now and then and giving yourself a little bit of an experience. Speaking of experiences, you're up for a good one coming up because after this program is over in just a moment or two, it's going to be Marcus Farrow and Chris McCarthy here for you. That's right. They are both here for you and they're going to be covering you from nine to noon. And then at noontime, of course, we'll have Bill O'Reilly at 12.15. It'll be Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light. He's filling in for Barry Richard today. Barry is still on vacation. He'll be out to, today for with Jack in for him and tomorrow with Ken Pittman in for him. And then he'll be back on Wednesday. 
Then, of course, later on today, we'll have Howie Carr. And after that, South Coast Tonight with Jessica Machado filling in on that show. So we've got a lot of great topics, a lot of great conversation for you. And, of course, we need your help in making it all work by giving us calls at 508-996-0500, sending in those app messages, sending in those emails, and helping us keep the conversation 